If you're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums, is here before you die. episode we'll be talking about Leibach, Opus Day. In the room I have Rob. Lieberd. <laughs> and on the line I have Solange. Yeah, yeah, I'm flesh, I'm seer. And Kyle. Yeah, yavol. Opus Day is the third CEO album by the Slovenian band Leibach, released 1987 on the Mute record label. The producer was Rico Koning, and the genre is Martial Industrial Neoclassical Dark Wave. And we're going to read from the book Chris Shade. As a musical arm of the New Slovenic Kunst Multimedia Collective based in Lebanja, the capital of former Yugoslavian's northernmost Republic of Slovenia, Leibach's adoption of the old German name for the city baited the Serb-dominated communist authorities. A confrontational appearance on current affairs show TV Tednik or TV Weekly in 1983 led to the presenter demanding the political lynching of the group. A German language remake of Queen's One Vision entitled Gubert Einer Nation or Birth of a Nation went some way to explaining Leibach's view of popular culture. The group stated that, quote, if you understand Queen, then you understand totalitarianism. However, their marriage of brutal industrial rhymes and Wagner symphonic flourishes alongside vocalist Milan Frost's guttural and strangely campy delivery on Birth of a Nation and a funeral remake of Europop hit Life is Life entitled Leben hasht Leben suggested to some that Leibach's tongues were firmly in cheeks. The rousing title track sinisterly sounds like a call to arms describing the impending crisis in Yugoslavia. Indeed, the foreboding F-I-A-T and the pummeling metal grind of how the West was won predict the political upheavals that swept Europe two years later. However, the Winston Churchill speech closing, the Great Seal opens to question whether communist Europe would benefit from Western values. All right, what do we think of Leibach, Opus Dei? Man, this record's fucking rad. This is some good stuff. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with this band. I love this band right so on. much. Yeah, I can't I'd, wait. I'd never, never heard of or listened to this band. Yeah, I kind of knew them just from being that band. They were always just kind of like, they're the weird band that does a bunch of Western pop covers, right? Like they did a, they did a Beatles album. I think they did The Sound of Music. You know, mm-hmm. they've done all these covers jesus christ superstar yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) but it's always kind of been that band uh to me so i had to dive in this week and and really like absorb everything they were they were doing ian and i have talked about leibach 
intellectually for years. And I finally get to get it out with other people who are not my husband, but like, I don't, I don't think they're, they're just not a, co- they're not just a cover band. Like their covers are something so much more because they're a multimedia band. Like they did the Beatles album. But uh, if you think about the song, get back, like they change the meaning of it and they turn it into something that's supposed to be, I'm not saying that this is, I think necessarily their views on this issue, but they turn it into a parody of like anti immigration, like far right rhetoric, which I think is really fascinating that they take these, these covers and they turn them into like propaganda and they show you how, how pop can be propaganda. It's a really provocative thing that they're doing and it really pisses people off. And I, I just love it because you're like, so not prepared for that. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, thinking about it this week and yeah, kind of diving into the philosophy of what they're doing. It's yeah, it's twisting the meaning of these seamlessly fun or happy-go-lucky songs like Life is Life, Don't Worry About It, It's Fine. And then yeah. twisting that into, or one vision, of, you mm-hmm. know, like the, the Queen song. Mm-hmm. And just skewing that. And to me, it kind of seemed like, you know, this is probably a very Western thing to say. But if I think about, you know, uh, Germany, I think about like communism that was happening, Russia, you know, and, and people trying to censor things, uh, censor movies, censor music. And then Wybox taking that sort of obvious, uh, you know, okay, what would happen if we were to actually just change the music that comes through in as if the state were producing, you know, the album? Uh, so if, you know, if they're talking about these things, what can we use that's already been out there in this pop culture in these songs and then just turn it to our our vision, you know, one vision or the life is life, yeah. you know, like like this is this is how it should be. It's so good. But, but what you're describing actually happened to them. Like they right. were not allowed. They were not allowed to perform in Yugoslavia because they uh, their big thing for a while was showing up Tito with like a phallic with like a penis and people thought that they were trying to make like a political statement and it was a satirical statement and they had to be abandoned exile for it for a while. So like they, it's so, that's what makes this so much more interesting is like this pro I I don't want to even call it protest music, but this, this heavily satirized, super in character thing, the same thing happened to them. Like what they're protesting is exactly what happened to them because people just didn't get the jet. They didn't get the goof and they didn't want to get the goof. Yeah. Man, really good production, too. Mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of surprised yeah. how good the production was. Just for, I, I mean, you, you listen to it a bit and you're like, oh, this is funny. Like, you know, you watch the videos and you're like thinking, yeah, this is a really good, like, really good play. But man, so good. Yeah. The the way the, the sort of industrial sound comes through on the song. Yeah, it too. sounds incredible. Yeah, oh, my God. Powerful, huge sound. They really then, rock it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, and then Mom. going back and being like, oh, this is all ironic. And they're just kind of <laughs> having a laugh. You know, um, I loved it. A very serious laugh. Yeah. It's so yeah. much more than yeah. ironic. No, but it's also like, I mean, it's a very powerful, like menacing sound. Like they definitely achieve their goals of, you know, just sounding like very intimidating, like atmospheric industrial, you know, in what, what is this? 87. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds great, you know. 
Yeah. But their music, like that's kind of how it always uh, ends up sounding. And their, their big, big song, which I'm like shocked that none of you guys have really, like, I know Birch has said that he's heard of them, but I'm kind of shocked you all had never heard their like huge song that was all over like the internet in like the early 2000s, which is um, Tanz mit Leibach, which is uh, like got a, it's got a pretty famous music video and it was like a meme for a while, like on the internet. So like when I went to go see them live, there were people in the audience who like came to see them because they only knew that song. And like, that's the only song they wanted them to play. But that's like, that's how I know. Right. I was like, mm, excuse me, I'm a Leibach purist. Um <laughs> like that was like their, their big thing, but like their music all throughout, like sounds like that, like even um, what they did for uh, that movie, Iron Sky, like they played a bunch of that when I went to go see them live And this. It's like, their music is very atmospheric, almost um, it, it can like go between like being like dance to like hard industrial, like to like that KMFDM sound. Like they're kind of all over the place with this like dark March in- deal, but it's really cool. Yeah, no, it's absolutely uh, this song really stuck with me. The one we're listening to now, which is F-I-A-T. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was mainly because it's in English and I can understand, mm-hmm. you know, everything that's going on. But just the the sort of menacing, yeah, Wagner-esque uh, strings, uh, but it also has that like voice, almost like a vocoder voice that comes below mm-hmm. and is like, you are part of the machine. Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. you do not realize it. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. So, so you guys say you watched the videos. Cause I think that's, uh, I think Wagner's interest. Like I, I agree. It's very Wagnerian, but Ian, uh, he says that they use so much Lini Riefenstahl in the, especially in life is life. And Uh-oh. I was actually reading a paper today because, uh, like we, we were talking before we came online about NSK, which is the actual collective of which mm-hmm. Leibach is a part. And cause Leibach's not just their, the one thing, like they're part of a whole artist collective, which, I don't know if you guys know who this is, but Slavo Zizek, the philosopher who does those perverts guides, he's a philosopher yes. and his big thing is, um, thanks, Rob. I, I could, you. I knew I could count on, I knew I could count on someone in this chat. Um, his big thing is talking about ideology as it's being presented in cinema. And uh, I was like reading a paper about Leibach earlier today uh, because I was curious, the big connection between him and Leibach and like the NSK and um, just the idea that like, if you look at life as life and you think about the like Lini Riefenstahl images in that, and this like hyper-nationalism, this hyper like pastoral peasantry nationalism, um, this paper was positing that Leibach is saying like, the, don't you realize that it's this peasant class that was the purveyors of this like highly fascistic uh, ideology that led to things like the final solution. And I think it's just the way that they do these things is so masterful where you think you're looking at, you think you're looking at one thing and they just like completely fuck with you to say like, it's a joke and you're a dumbass if you can't get the joke. But I just want to dance. <laughs> I just get kind of a hard on for when like ideology and like propaganda. Cause I kind of, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my, my cats are fighting. Well, I just get kind of a, a hard on for like when um, propaganda become when like things that we don't think of as propaganda become propaganda because like not to get too tin hatty. I just think that as Americans, we are like over inundated with things that are clearly propaganda and we don't realize it. Like Disney movies, for example, are like mm-hmm. a kind of like I think Encanto is propaganda in its own way and like 
people would get really mad if I said that, but it's like, I get really validated by something like Leibach that says like, no, if you listen to a pop song, like they are, they are giving you a message, even if they don't know it, like you're, mm-hmm. you're being given a message. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that's what makes one vision such a like incredible masterpiece of like multimedia art. If you look at it with the video and the song and the cover song together. Yeah. It's really wonderful to see these bands, um, kind of pop up and they've kind of been scattered throughout this book, but this is a really clear example of it. I also, you, you reminded me when you said you went to see them in concert and some people were like, Oh, play the hits. Uh, someone said that Ramstein is the, is like the gateway. And then Leibach is for grownups. It's Ramstein. <laughs> for, it's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you've got that song America and you're like, damn, this is deep. And then you get to life is life and you're like, what have I been doing? So we didn't even mention, you know, when they're performing or when they have things. Yeah, it's a multimedia experience. They dress in their military uniforms, which they were in. Obviously, originally they were in the uh, they had mandatory uh, service that they had to mm-hmm. go. And then they just took as many uniforms as they could get their hands on <laughs> and would go out to different places in their uniforms as kind of like a joke. Right. Like they were like, oh, yes, I'm in uniform. Uh, and then that just became the uniform for them playing like the Beatles, you know, like they're like, oh, the Beatles are going to have uniforms. We're going to have uniforms that, you know, we play this pop music translated through. Yeah. Ultra nationalism, like as a as a, you know, a joke here. And we're going to do that in all the clubs. And so I, they got a lot of strange looks and a lot of people are just like, what is going on? Why? <laughs> but it works, dude. Yeah. It, it's cool. Like they look cool. Milan Frost still wears the hat. I saw him live and he, I was like, my number one thing I wanted to know is like, is he going to have the fucking hat? And he had little hat. What is the, the, it's Ian, like a- Ian, Ian says it's a, it's traditionally Slovenian, but and I believe him because yeah, he's yeah. the kind of he's the kind of nerd that would look that up. But I don't know. I just it's a look. Almost it's like an look. Egyptian pharaoh sort of like. Huh. But if you see him young without yeah. the hat, it just doesn't work. The hat is what he needed. <laughs> it's true. It's, he's always got the hat. <laughs> and the mustache. The mustache is like yeah even there's there's a there's a video of theirs it's not on this album called uh wirtschaft is tot which means economy is dead because it's live um and they're all like painted in silver and even the hat is silver (laughs) like (laughs) the whole thing (laughs) it's awesome but yeah they they look so cool like i'm not gonna lie like i've got to like oh i don't i don't know how i should feel about this but like they work it they rock it man some other things i i picked up on is he said that yeah, I don't know if we're the best musicians, but we're really good at fucking with people. We're really good at messing up the, you know, like p- pushing people's buttons and getting, you know, reactions out of people. And that's what we're great at. So the music can be, 
you know, over there, but but we really know how to do this. <laughs> we know how to get kicked off of festivals. Kind of like early Devo. Yep. You know, actually, that's what I was going to say is like, I was going to compare them to, uh, I had another band I wanted to compare them to where it's like, it's like a parody in and of itself. And it's like Devo is like a really good parallel to that where they like are a commentary on like, like almost like corporate, like greed, like greed and, and sort of like mainstream American, like culture and ideology. And like, I had another band that Leibach also reminded me of like, it like synthesized in that way, but not exactly like in the same style, but was it Manowar? No, no. You better believe I was thinking all week about what I was going to say about Livok, and then of course, like the second I get in here, I'm like, that's so cool. Um, so yeah, they were, had a lot of obviously confrontations, but in the 1983 festival, when they were just starting to get going, they invited fellow British groups, uh, 23 Skidoo, in the last few days, and played all night concert. All three groups, but especially Leibach, in military uniforms with black crosses and industrial music looked completely different from the rest on the festival. Uh, during their heavily industrial concert, they projected 35mm footage of Yugoslavia's economic and political history. And then on top of that, they had a Super 8 projection of some select porno loops. Of oh course, God. this was an immense problem because the film was about this happy country of Yugoslavia, socialism, communism, workers, factories, political rallies. And then you had brutal porno scenes projected on top. Uh, it was at a youth festival. <laughs> it's a little bit too much for the organizers. They they wanted to kick them off. They were pulled off the stage in the, in the army and the police in the middle of the night. The man who is now the president of Croatia is a composer and a musicologist. He was watching the show, and recently he described it as the most radical and pro- provocative sonic performance he has ever seen. Yeah, they That's they amazing. love to do stuff like that. They uh for there was like a U- Yugoslavian like Youth Day con- like contest, and it wasn't necessarily Leibach, but like another member of the N. If I remember correctly, it was another member of the NSK who submitted like the winning poster, but the poster was a it's like a piece of Nazi art that they changed all the symbols out of it and they made them not at all in agreement. Like they changed the Eagle to like a dove and then they changed the rest of the symbols to like Yugoslav nationalist symbols and it won. And then everybody was like, (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. This isn't cool. You can't do that. And they all thought that it was like them making fun of like how Yugoslavian, like Yugoslav countries should still be like, under German rule and they were like you don't get it like that's not the point but yeah they got they got in like huge trouble for doing that yeah that's awesome I thought it was interesting it was crazy they were banned for uh, essentially 10 years from playing their hometown Uh, they did come back in 1990 to play in this big industrial warehouse but yeah it's 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 wild to be banned from your own country just for having like music and I like read somewhere that like now Slovenia is trying to get Leibach to be declared like a non like an incorporeal UNESCO site. Like they're trying to get them protected <laughs> as like a wow. piece of Slovenian heritage. And I'm like, <laughs> do it, go off, yeah. do it. I mean, it, it they're re- they are like really quite unique if you think about like what they're doing. Like, and it's not even just Leibach, it's the entire NSK who like 
they're a sovereign nation and they make their own passports and they even had their own embassies in like London. I think there's one in London and Berlin. Like they really went like whole hard into it. Like they were, it was like commitment, man. And like in character, it's crazy when you think about that, like that scale that they did this on, you know, I mean, I know that like this, I know that this project is about, is supposed to be about like talking about the music, but man, like, Dimri like really did did a solid to include something like Liebach in this book because they are so just so unique. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and just representing different countries, different ideas about the, the music at this time. Yeah. I mean, this I I feel like we haven't been having anything relatively like this uh, yeah. recently. Yeah, you can you can draw a line to Einenstrasse and Neubauten. Sure, Neubauten or sure. Killing Joke and Killing all that. Joke, yeah. For sure, yeah. No, like it. Nitzareb, anybody? Nitzareb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I can't get I can't get into that. I try. I've tried so hard to get into Neubauten. I like industrial, but I guess it's like hard for me to say I like industrial because I only like a couple industrial bands. I can't actually get into anything like Neubauten, but maybe I'll get. I'll give uh I'll give Eb a try. Yeah, that's some uh, wacky panning going on with transnational. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of little audio tricks in this. Yeah. So did you guys like? I we've discussed it before, but are we listening to CD length or LP length right now? Uh, CD. Okay. So the uh, the other four songs were yep. were included. Yeah, I do. I did want to talk about uh, Lieben Hersch, Lieben the life is life that guitar solo that comes in and it's just like a terrible yeah. solo it's like i'm yeah someone pretending to do a solo yeah. i mean it's obvious that they know how to play a solo and that they're just kind of messing around but it's just i loved it because you have this proud you know like striking chorus of a song and then there's this guy going (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's part of the goof maybe that's part of the goof yeah completely uh that song sounds badass live by the way that was one of their older songs that they played live it was pretty sick it was pretty awesome yeah man how the west was one too it's a fucking brutal yeah yeah brutal tune it's a juggernaut i love the last four uh songs on this album just because i like a person who enjoys some industrial, I love when a song has a sample in it of someone like talking or like an old movie and then they make it like all like, beach, beach, beach. I love that shit. And I was like eating it up on this. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, and they play like speeches and they like overdub them. I was like, fuck yeah. You love the, <laughs> the Churchill speech. I yeah, fucking that love that cool. stuff. I love Thrill Kill Cult and like Front 242. Yeah. So I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> Do you guys oh, want to know how many people came to the Liebach show in Nazi uniforms? This was this was something I was really eager to see for once many? one time in my life that I wanted to know how many people in Nazi uniform would be present at a gathering in which I would also be present. Would you guys like to, would you guys like to guess? Is it zero? It's more than zero. It's a non-zero number. It's a non-zero number. number. That's a shame. It's a non-zero number. Uh, You might be be surprised. 15? Yeah. Not 10? No, actually, I was shocked at the fact that there was only one guy wearing his Nazi uniform at the Liebach show. His girlfriend was with him and she was not dressed as a Nazi. She was wearing a like 
army green dress with like atomic bombs on the bottom that she had clearly painted on herself. So I don't, I just want, I'm not, listen, as a Jewish person, I'm not condoning this behavior, but I wonder if maybe he was not like, yeah, safe place for me to wear my Nazi uniform. I wonder if this guy was like, I'm part of the goof too. But then you have to ask yourself, is there a kind of person who goes to the gun show and buys themselves a Nazi uniform? And I think that there is, especially okay. if you're wearing it in public. Okay. Uh, one question on that. Full swastikas out? Like Full the, swastika. Okay. Okay. Full swastika armband. That's a little disturbing. If what? it was the uniform and he had altered it to be like a Leibach-esque thing, I would no, be like, no, no, I could kind of no, no, no. get... No, no, no. I could kind of understand no. that. Like when I say Nazi uniform, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah, top men. Okay, when I say, when, you guys, what I'm saying, <laughs> how many people, Nazi uniform, I mean, I literally saw this guy and I said, I was just like, looked at Ian, I'm like, oh, so someone really did think their swastika was going to look good here today. And I think after a while, he kind of like got embarrassed because yeah. he was the only one that showed up in his Nazi uniform. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I saw a couple other people in like neo militaristic stuff, but only one guy and he full swastika. He did that. What so. a wiener. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, like the fact that you felt like that was a good fashion choice. Yeah. Mm. just Altering it would have been the preferred if you wanted to be in line with Leibach's ideals. I mean, you would have made it into something else. Yeah. But bruh. Let me, this is a this is a controversial statement. People are stupid. And sometimes they just don't get satire. They just they just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I found that very, very strange when I was, you know, doing research on the band. And they've been it says they've been provocative, confused with political statements, and have been accused of both left wing and right wing sympathies. So it's like they're they're too left wing. They're too right wing. They're everything. They're everything. They're everything all over. Yeah. Which I think it ac- accomplishes their goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you have people yeah. saying you're too left wing because you're it's making point. a political statement and people being like, you're too right wing. You're making a political statement. That's probably exactly where they wanted to be. Yeah, for sure. I, I think just- it's interesting to note that like Slavo Zizek, when he writes about Leibach, he says specifically the people that are most disturbed by them are leftists in like, and like liberals because they don't understand how to, um, how to incorporate a kind of message like this into their ideology. And it feels wrong because they're inherently supporting like a message that is like totalitarian and like, and like controlling. And I think that's really fascinating that like, when you look at criticism of people who don't, get Leibach it's always like someone that's like more left wing and I thought that I thought that was like a really interesting way to interpret that not that I necessarily always agree with him no I yeah I can see that maybe part of that though is someone who would be like more left wing would be more outspoken to be like oh gross are these guys Nazis and then the people who are right wing might just be like I'm not gonna say anything but I agree with these Nazis (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, again, it's the it's the paradox of I wore my Nazi uniform to the Leibach show yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the goth kids that show up at the Leibach show. You know, it's like it's like to me, that's that's bringing up the two things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also like bad faith interpretations of things like sure. uh, uh, like Rob, do you remember when our friend Jeremy, who we've known for years, all of a sudden was like Devo 
like and started saying that Devo was like pro uh yeah pro fascist uh, uh what no be, because no. of an interview that like uh yeah Jerry gave what she was clearly being, being ironic and yeah 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 no I um, remember that he's and, like yeah Devo's pro eugenics look at this Rolling Stones article from yeah. 1977 I was like what are you talking about yeah, this ridiculous. is such a bad faith argument like, I mean first of all you're reading the Rolling Stones so uh, no I'm <laughs> Actually, I'm not kidding. I'm going to double down. That's fine. You can. Um, no, the, and, and uh, most of the time, bad faith arguments involving like political speech are often like from the uh, from the left, like the the uh, the chronically uh, like offended for for the for the for the sake of like being offended, and it, I, I don't get it. So yeah, yeah good, I mean, good there's job, a- you pissed off everybody. Yeah. Ian about Liebox multiple times. I mean, I told him like, yeah, Liebox this week. You better believe we were like in the bathroom listening to Life is Life because we just, we had to watch the video. You but guys like, were in the bathroom listening? What do you, what do you guys do? What do you do in the That's bathroom? So what, you guys don't talk to your spouse while they're pooping? Because I sure as hell beat down the door and he tells me to leave when uh, he's doing that. <laughs> Are you holding like a boombox blasting Liebox? Uh No, I got I cleaned out my desk at work. And Ian's, Ian's favorite toy right now is this thing I found at my old desk at work. That's a little stress ball that can hold your phone. So Ian carries it around the house to watch Turner Classic Movies on the go while he's so pooping? he pulled he's yes while he's po- while he's pooping while he's doing laundry while he's in the shower wow. and all the time with the turner class movies but he pulled it up on his favorite toy the stress ball and so we were watching them in the bathroom but uh no there's a reason why i haven't talked to anyone about Liebach is like i can't show anybody <laughs> this band i can't be like you guys want to see this cool band that i really like because then they'll be like why do you like this nazi band and it's like i don't want to get it i don't want to when you, as ian put it when you show someone Liebach, they need to get ready for a lecture I don't know. I feel I, that way I, with Queensryche, to be or, honest. Or they could just be cool. Yeah. I mean, or or you could not hang out with fucking dicks. <laughs> Listen. Look Find at do I look friends. I I'm sorry. You guys have known me for a few years. I would say I'm uh the opposite of cool. I mean, remember I was like, I'm gonna talk about Iron Maiden because I want to talk about the prisoner. Could I have an excuse to talk about the prisoner? Yeah. Like that's, always. That, yeah. that, that's why they, they made the song. Better go to more Iron Maiden concerts. What was the last big show I saw was was Iron Maiden before the the dark times. Yeah, this obviously did not really chart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say. Yeah. Really? There were no singles. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's weird. I hear nothing but bangers. I know. That's crazy. What's the world coming to? I really, I really would love to know what would happen if this like kind of came out. Um, you know, if a new band came out and tried to try to personify like Liebach. Oh my God. Weird. I don't know if it, I just don't think it would, 
Would it, were we ta- we were talking recently about about something that like wouldn't work. I think it wouldn't work because the political environment is is like different. Like it it worked back then. Is it because they were really. under? Co- we're, right, we're right back there, man. I think it might we, work. We, we are we in are a weird way. Dead in the middle of this shit again. I mean, I I I think it's the inter- the the execution is so much right. different. You yeah, know, you got you got to like, have mm-hmm. perfect execution, yeah. and I that's what they do. That's why the band. That's why they get, they get away it. with it. Yeah, they get it. Oh my god, they get it. Yeah, like that, you couldn't that tool track yeah. of them doing the chocolate chip cookie recipe. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to think about like what that would kind of look like, and I I'm kind of afraid that it would be like a little lame. Like the the totalitarianism of our day doesn't um, it doesn't have such a like unique look, if that makes sense. Like it's kind of it's kind of lacking in the stylized elements that yeah. you could have that Leibach does such a good job of exploiting. Right. So yeah, you would have to, you'd, it would have to be high, highly stylized like, like this. So mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. When they played their hometown city in 1990, it said it was a very symbolic gesture, you know, actually the, it was the first time that they had played uh, there after 10 years, the hometown, uh, they kind of had a little, uh, emotional ceremony uh Ooh. with a miners brass band and speeches welcoming welcoming us home uh but the police were still watching around the corner um of course <laughs> it was the middle of winter in this old power station and when they started to play they played very loud and all the dust was coming down from the factory ceiling like black snow it was a huge industrial space minus 15 degrees and the band was bare-chested on stage. The audience were drinking hot tea so they didn't freeze. I said it was it was wonderful. I wish I could have been at that show. That sounds like an awesome live oh, show. I bet that was wild. Oh, I bet that was so cool. Oh my god. Do you guys know Leibach is the first Western band to play in North Korea? Did you know that? No. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Because this happened a few years ago and Ian and I are news junkies. And when we saw this, we both lost our goddamn minds because we were like, are you serious? And honestly, like Leibach, apparently like there, because like when you read the articles about it, Leibach's response is also kind of the same because the reason why is North Korea was like, they're the least of, they said something to the effect of like Leibach's messaging is like the least offensive um, <laughs> thing for our people to see and therefore they're welcome and i think they even went and did it and i don't know if it's that north korea like doesn't quite get the goof or if they're like me and they're like yes they understand that the west is propaganda and uh yeah like (laughs) i always think it's the funniest thing that leibach did that yeah or that north korea did that really yeah that's kind of the opposite of the 80s when they came to america um Sonic Youth actually was in the crowd when they came to New York and uh, the audience were obviously told they were the scariest band in the world. Maybe Nazis being in uniforms coming from Eastern Europe and Americans had no idea what to think about it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I first heard Tansmit Leibach, which was like the first song of theirs I ever heard, like I didn't know what it was. And honestly, like I was like 12 or 13 and I kind of felt like I was like watching something I really shouldn't watch because I, I was like way too young to understand like what this ideology was. And I don't speak German. So I didn't understand. And like, I looked up the lyrics and I was like, this is so contradictory. Like, I don't understand what this song's. I was like, not fully, my brain was not fully 
proofed for me to understand like their ideology. But I, I knew that it was contradictory because I was like, why do they why are they talking about like flirting with Nazism and totalitarianism and or that Nazism, but fascism and communism and anarchy? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like those political ideologies aren't the same. But like it was so like it was so unique. I did. I like my, I like waited for my parents to like not be around to like be watching it. Cause I was afraid if they saw me watching it, they would be like, what the fuck is this? And I know if like, I know if like they saw this now, they would still be like, I don't understand it. And you shouldn't be listening to this. Like, and like, and I saw life is life a few, a few years later. And I was like, oh my God, I still don't get, it. I still don't get it. Like, like you have to be like a fully formed individual to kind of pick up what they're putting down. Cause it does feel a little dangerous. It feels a little like, Ooh, I'm doing something naughty when I listen to live. <laughs> all right. Positives all around. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is great. I'm glad we uh, it, it snuck in here. 1987. Good year for music so far. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Way better than 86. <laughs> all right. Next time we'll be talking about Napalm Death Scum. All right. Thanks, y'all. You have been hugger and carried.